1: Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast
3: with you. Just getting you up to speed on a few headlines here. No Andre Johnson in the Hall of Fame this year. Who knows when he gets in. Uh, Zach Thomas, Joe Thomas, Darrell Revis, Demarcus Ware, and Rondé Barber are your Hall of Fame class for 2023. Patrick Mahomes is your MVP. Seth, for the first time, the vote for the MVP is done on a... uh, One through, you list your top five choices for MVP. Um, Before this year, the MVP vote in the NFL had been, you just write one name down and that's it and that's your vote. And whoever gets the most votes is the MVP. I like this better because they have a point system where you rank them one through five and you get different points based on where you're ranked on people's ballots. Baseball does it that way. They do one through 10. So the reason I like this is you get to see that there's certain writers who are really trying to, outthink everybody with their fourth and fifth place votes yeah like Mahomes there's like there's no secret like Mahomes there's 50 50 voters Mahomes got 48 of the 50 first place votes the other two went to Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen that looks normal the rankings points wise Mahomes in a landslide Jalen Hurts second Josh Allen third Joe Burrow fourth that looks about right then you start to get they have the entire voting so you start to get down to the guys that are that are on the you know they're not in the top eight or ten they've got like Two fifth place votes, one fifth yeah. place vote, that kind of yeah. thing. Um, Micah Parsons, couple fifth place votes. I can I can live with that. AJ Brown, okay, yeah, he changed things for the Eagles this year. Somebody gave Justin Fields a fifth place vote. Justin Fields, hell? a quarterback for a team that's picking first in the draft.
4: What the hell? Yes. It uh, the-
3: he doesn't say All who. Right. But that person should have their vote pulled. I feel right, no, they should 100%
4: it. have their vote taken away. Yes. Like, and especially if they have something that they think is, like, a reasonable explanation, like, well, he is the most... The people that somehow arbitrarily decide that it actually means most valuable person on your own team, Yeah. like, that that's somehow the designation, uh, they should be not just... They should be uh, exiled as well. Okay. So you got to go take that crap to Canada. That's, some, that's second place loser mentality. I think we
3: stumbled into a game that we no can play here. Security. We're going to get to J.J. Watt in just a second. But as long as we're yeah. talking about this, I promise we're going to get to J.J. Watt. Um, let's play this game here. I have got the list of people who got one fifth place vote. So these are all people who got one point for MVP. You tell me if the people that voted for these players should have their vote pulled or not. Okay? Yeah. Justin Fields, you think they should have their vote pulled. A.J. Brown. Uh, no. Yeah, I'm okay with that, yeah. too. Derek Henry.
4: Oh, um... I say no. Derek, not can... pulled, no. Yeah, no, yeah. You,
3: it's got to be egregious to get your vote pulled. Yeah, I, okay. You can I, right. can, I can I can see a Henry argument. Um, Justin Herbert, a fifth place vote.
4: Um, no, but my God. Yeah. yeah it's, all right. I... Ty- Tyreek Hill. Um... I'm okay What's with that? that. What the hell? No, I'm not okay with any of it. What the hell? They're, they're
3: fifth place uh, votes. They're not first place votes. Oh, they're votes. fifth place fifth votes. Place I thought votes. you were saying
4: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those these, are fine. These bro. are fifth place it's, votes. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. fifth place okay. votes.
3: Yeah, these are all guys who got one point. Geno okay. Smith.
4: Uh, yeah, I'm okay with that. Fifth, fifth place, place. votes.
3: Yeah. Tua Tungavailoa.
4: Nah, screw him. Yeah, yeah I'm not okay gone. with that
3: either. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not okay with Tua. Tua spent half the year with his brain splattered. All right, last one. Mm-hmm Denny Kellington of Buffalo got a fifth place vote. Is, he a, is
4: that their punter or something?
3: I don't know. I thought the same thing. I was like, Denny Kellington. I've never heard of Denny Kellington. And then I Googled Denny Kellington. And I don't want to make light of what was a very, very serious situation when it happened, the DeMar yeah. Hamlin cardiac arrest incident. But a writer felt compelled to give Denny Kellington, the trainer for the Buffalo Bills, oh, who performed oh. CPR on DeMar Hamlin, a fifth place MVP vote.
4: Okay. Good, good. Okay. Because um, there's no other way to honor him. Like, they, you know, the, you got you to inject yourself and in how noble you are into Dude. that moment. Yeah, because that's the most valuable. This has
3: Peter King's play. fingerprints all over it.
4: This has got a whole lot of, like, the guy out of nowhere was like, hey, guys, hold on a second. Can we just can we just sit for a second and reflect on 9-11? You're like, what? what we're about to... We're, we're about to have an orgy here. What are you talking about? Right. Right? What's going on? What What the hell? I can
3: promise dude. you. Uh, dude, I can promise you. Whoever voted for Denny Kellington, the yeah. trainer for the Bills with a fifth place MVP vote, is ma- they, they want this to be way more about themselves than about Denny Kellington. I promise yeah. you that.
4: Yeah. Denny Kellington this is a- <laughs> How many other places can we vote for Danny Kellington? Did anybody, did anybody bother to give him a vote for this Universe? Dude, did a single person <laughs> think about what really matters in this life? Kellerton. Huh? Kellerton. Why? Kellington finds himself in a bikini contest. Like, what am girl? I doing here? Why did well, I even get did, invited? Did anybody think that he might have been the first infant born in 2023? <laughs> You know, like, can we think about what's really what what's really important here? Can you imagine? Just Danny Kellington, dude, election day, twenty twenty four.
3: Like, they're voting for all these local offices up in Buffalo, yeah. and they're like, and amazingly, Danny Kellington out Denny of Kellington. nowhere has fifty two percent of the popular vote for mayor of Buffalo. Did anybody <laughs> like Kellington sitting at a bar watching it himself? Like, ah.
4: Okay. It's like we're sitting here talking about whether or not you would kill baby Hitler and nobody wants to talk about Danny Kellington. I just I just don't get it. I don't get why people don't have their priorities in order. I mean
3: it's it's one of those things, like I look at it and I'm like, okay. And it, it makes it makes me sound like a like a jerk. Because it was a serious situation.
4: Oh, no, no, no. Now it makes that person sound like a self important. Okay,
3: good. Good, good, good. Okay, okay. I trust your assessment of this one. It's a
4: nice, I don't think, because here's the thing. And here's why it's about them even if they don't realize they're not making it about they're making it about them. You don't get to decide what the parameters are for the award right. to that degree. Right. If you really feel like honoring Danny Kellington, then go write a nice op-ed about it or something. Yes. Uh donate some money to his children his child's college fund. Do whatever you want, oh but God. don't don't just go ahead and screw up the voting. For uh, for something that has nothing to actually do with you, Peter King
3: That's, is Peter King's minus two fifty to be the person that did this. It's so whoever did it, it's gonna come. It might be out already. I gotta go Google who voted for. So these Danny aren't. Um,
4: so the MVP voting is for football is not an, it, it is anonymous.
3: It, I don't know. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm not okay. sure. I'm not, But but you know it'll come out. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I guarantee you this person well, okay. who did this vote wants it to come out.
4: That's when it turns out. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I'm the one who voted for Danny Kellington. And right. here's why I'm better than all of exactly. you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. JJ Watt. <laughs> now,
3: JJ Watt, we just spoke in the previous segment about Russell Wilson being kind of a walking spectacle. J.J. used to have a lot of people, not necessarily in Houston, but outside of Houston back in like 2013 and 2014 when his star was rising, a lot of eye rolling at his social media game and whatnot. J.J. has become far more self-aware through the last few years, and he was asked about this. By the barstool guys on the Pardon My Take podcast.
5: I mean, it is wild. Like, and I've told you guys multiple times. Like, it it called me out on some that I probably needed to be called out on, and it kind of changed the way that I attack some things. And maybe I let it get to me t- too much at times. I'm sure, but it uh, it's, it's a success story yeah. because
6: I do think, and we were probably very mean. Um, you did you did kind of change. Like, you weren't. Yeah. There was a moment where it was maybe like, Oh, there's a little it was the it was the hard knocks, the Yeah.
5: Oh yeah, the good ass dude speech, all that. Yeah, yeah Right. It was,
6: <laughs> and then from yeah. that moment on, like, you changed and it. It's like
5: Yeah, I was trying too hard. Yeah. I was just trying too hard and I I thought that's what that's what I was supposed to do on the rise. Like when you, as you get more notoriety, as I'd never done it before. I didn't know. I was just trying to be the person, like the fucking Captain America right. that I thought you were supposed to be Right. when I didn't really, like I wasn't secure enough in myself to be like, if you're just you, that's fine.
6: And, and that's the, the beauty. Cause I think as sports fans, like all we want is the authentic right. from, from people. And when, when it's authentically changed, it's like, yeah, he's just a really fucking good guy. And like, that's it. It, authentically. Yeah. It's like, you root for guys like that.
5: It all worked yeah, itself we, out.
6: I, you know what? It's interesting, Seth. Because yeah,
3: I mean, there there was. I mean, JJ had some cringe moments on social media, no doubt about that. I do think there's a lot of people that a lot of Texan fans that liked it. Uh, I think there's a lot of Texan fans that brought it that bought into it. And I do wonder if something like Hurricane Harvey, where he was raising forty million dollars, if the if he was still in that Captain America brand at that time, kind of still yeah. on the fringes of it, if. If he would have been as powerful in a forum like that if he had just been regular beer-drinking J.J. Watt. You know what I mean? If he hadn't been
4: the character that he was. This just in, there's a lot of
3: people that like that. There's a lot of people that like professional wrestling and like John Cena.
4: Right, 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 right. Yeah, and that's where I think, because somebody earlier said, well, didn't J.J. kind of have this same vibe to him early in his career um, as Russell Wilson? And, And the difference is that, like, J.J., like all those guys just said about J.J., like, J.J., early in his career he had the, you know, all the things he would do on camera versus like how he was as a guy and everything. And they were a little bit disparate where with Russell Wilson, I don't know if anybody's ever seen uh, a genuine moment with him. No. And also the other thing with JJ is that it changed over as he, as he got older, it changed a lot. It felt like when his brothers got into the league and he started focusing more of his energy towards his brothers, he kind of changed. In, yeah, in, I think. yeah. And also, yeah, the Barstools, like the Stoolies, that's what people that are fans of Barstool are called. Like, they're pretty damn aggressive sometimes, sometimes for really bad purposes. But in the case of JJ, they were... Um, They just messed with him a lot, and it kind of got J.J. to evaluate himself. They kind of bullied It was an intervention. (laughs) I know. It is an intervention. It wasn't bullying. It was an
3: intervention. (laughs) That's how we – in retrospect.
4: Yeah, he has kind of admitted it multiple times now. I feel like this is something that's going to follow him around where – Um, like every time he says something like this, it somehow makes its way onto headlines and talk radio shows and everything like, Hey, JJ admitted that he used to be kind of, um, kind of, I guess what is it? Just turbo. Turbo is a word I like to use. You're kind of turbo.
3: I think proof that JJ has probably moved on from having to be captain America and be perfect all the time on social media and image wise and things like that was when he was asked about smoking weed for the first time,
6: how pumped are you to try smoking weed for the first time? Pretty excited. <laughs> yeah. Pretty
5: excited. Looking forward to it. I've got yeah. a lot of teammates who are looking forward to that day as well. Oh, yeah, throughout you my do a live uh, stream. <laughs> throughout my whole career, throughout my whole career. Wait, have you never smoked bring- weed? No. Shut up! No, so I like, believe it. Yeah, so throughout my whole career, I always told guys like, "Yeah, after my career, someday I'll do it. Someday I'll do it." Every guy is like, "Whenever that day is, I will fly there. I will be there. We're doing it together." Yes. So I got, I got to like throw like a massive party or something. This is gonna you're be gonna great to get too because so you're high. gonna be
6: the guy who smokes weed for the first time, being like, "I think I have a heart attack," and we won't yeah. know it. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, actually we have, have cool. to take you to the yeah, hospital. Yeah, yeah, you're like, Oh, yeah. Shit, yeah. What's you're gonna you get, get, you're gonna get so you high. You think you have a heart attack? That's how it feels. No, some people will be like. No yeah, we should you should live stream
5: that. Oh like, yeah, yeah, that's probably not going to be good for any future business <laughs> no, whatsoever.
3: No. see JJ still acknowledges like yeah, I mean it's it's less of a stigma now. I'm gonna tell you the big winner in this well, whole thing is weed. Yeah. That's the best endorsement weed could have gotten. Well, Captain he still America, hasn't done it. JJ, no, but he's very enthusiastic about doing
4: it. I think about the, it the mere yet. enthusiasm
3: of wanting to try it, I think, reduces the uh, the stigma on it by a small percent.
4: Well, you know, and it's legal. Uh, it's legal in many many states now. It's not federally legal, but I don't know if anybody. And yet <laughs> still, other- and yet still, than-
3: JJ will not live stream himself smoking it because it's not good for future business.
4: We're right. No, yeah, there's something about the visual. He knows right. that. Like Elon, like Elon Musk, got a bunch of crap for it if he had just said. I smoked a joint with Joe Rogan that probably, I mean, it would have raised some eyebrows, but it probably wouldn't have gotten him. He got kicked off of his board or whatever happened because of that. Um, like he had certain, well, no, because he, because he builds rocket ships, actually. There's it that. was kind of a big deal. <laughs> yes, like Drive get, them. Like all his employees had to get tested a bunch after that. <laughs> Did they really? Like, Listen, it's still federally illegal, That's and funny. you build rocket ships. <laughs> That's <You> gotta, funny. <laughs> so if JJ ever decides to build rocket ships, he's going to have to be careful about that. He is. Um, I don't No, but then the part where he said uh, it feels like he had a heart attack, I wonder if part of him was like, you know, I do have a heart condition now. Because he talked to those guys about his... Uh, his oh. AFib or whatever. It is oh, that's called. right, God, dude. I keep yeah.
3: forgetting he had a heart issue.
4: That's well, you know. And I'll credit the barstool guys for being the first ones that I've heard post retirement. Asked him specifically about that. Yeah, he um, he talked a, a good length about just what it was like when he was going through five different doctors that day, and they didn't know what was going on. They just That's kept scary, man. sending him on to the next one. Yeah. And it ended up being like it's not necessarily that big a deal uh, getting the afibrillation. fibrillation if you're, but you know, if you don't catch it and take care of it, it can be. But when you don't know what's going on, it's really really scary. There were some good little
3: nuggets uh, in this uh, podcast. I highly recommend it. This was one. This is one, Seth, when I heard this, I'm like, okay, how does that even happen? How does it happen where you didn't know this particular thing? Here was J.J. Watt about breaking Alex Smith's leg in 2018 in a game against the then Washington Redskins.
6: You were on the field and Alex Smith broke his leg too, Yeah, right? that sucked, oh. dude. That's- oh, and that's I did bad.
5: not know that I was the hit and the reason until years later when they, like the three the E60 and they showed the slow motion and everything. It was you?
4: How did he not know? I don't know. Well, he said that he and Kareem Jackson hit Alex Smith and as they were going off the field, they saw that Alex Smith was down and he figured it was a concussion or something. then obviously they'd find out a little bit later that it's not, but I guess he must have, they must've never watched that part of the film or something. Um, I know there's no reason for him to lie about it because no. it's not like people were criticizing JJ. If they had criticized him for it, then he would have known for sure. Yeah, but it was just one of those freak things. And then I didn't even know he went on further to talk about how I, I think I maybe read this at one point, but it didn't register that this was like on the exact same spot of the field where Theismann. Obviously not the same stadium, but same part of the field that Theismann broke his leg, yeah, Lawrence and that it was Taylor. Lawrence Taylor, three-time Defensive Player of yeah. the Year, that broke Joe Theismann's leg yep. while he was playing for Washington, and all that stuff. But yeah, JJ didn't realize that he was the guy that had done it, which is probably for the best because you don't want to have that kind of emblazoned in your in your memory, like what it felt like to for a guy's leg to. I just
3: can't believe he didn't get tagged on a tweet by some maniacal Washington fan. I I know people people in general aren't blaming right. him for that, but you know there's a lunatic fringe of like fifty Redskin fans back then who probably did blame him
0: for that. Yeah, he you might
4: know? have, you know. I bet his like his kind of like. Uh, Automatic filter on which tweets to just scroll through. Yeah, probably, he probably can scan for hate and like scroll past it without even really looking at it. Yeah, I know he addresses stuff sometimes, but or he just thought it was so ridiculous. You know, like when sometimes, uh, yeah, I don't know. Or was it? You know what? I think I gotta think most likely it's just some kind of psychological denial. Maybe just you just know like out. Uh, yeah, like you just didn't want to acknowledge it or believe it or something. Because yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, for but... for him to not know about it is it, it, that was a big surprise. That was
3: wild to me. All right, we'll we'll sprinkle some more. Um, JJ Watt from the uh, Pardon My Take podcast, and he had some he had some interesting things to say about our friend Darren Ravel, friend of JJ Watt, by the way, um, and friend of the show. Um, Brooks Cabina is Brooks here? Brooks is here. All right, Brooks Cabina, Houston Chronicle is going to jump in studio with us. Um, we'll get his thoughts on the first week of the D'Amico Ryan's era. We will get his thought on where we're going, thoughts on where we're going with the staff, and obviously we got a Super Bowl to dig into as well. Brooks Cabina joins us in studio next.
2: Selling a little or a lot. up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast.
0: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.
1: Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast.
6: Are you going to go into the Hall of Fame as a Texan?
5: I, this is an honest question. I, I don't know how any of that works. Like I, don't, I, 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 I see think the it's bus, baseball actually. The bus yeah. doesn't have a hat. You're not wearing a hat. No. So yeah, I think it's what just you baseball.
6: I just want to trap you into saying like, I don't know if you had something bitter to say about the Texans. <laughs> no, I they just
5: hired one of you. my favorite teammates of all time. I'm, it was one of the best decisions they could have ever made because immediately I mean, we've obviously gone through some struggles there in the last few years, but Immediately. Every single old player's on board. All the fans are on board. Like you want to fill that stadium up again next year? D'Amico as your coach is immediately doing that. Yeah,
3: he's gonna be awesome. I think people like hearing JJ refer to the Texans in the thir- in the uh, first person again <laughs> in that cut. That's what resonated with the people. We've gone through some bad times. I think people are taking what they can get uh these days. As we welcome Brooks Cabina of the Houston Chronicle in studio with us here, as he is each and every Friday. Brooks, it's great to see you as always. I played that cut coming in just to Get your impressions. We're a week into the D'Amico yeah. Ryan's era. How 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 you feeling so far? How how are uh, how are the clicks
7: over at the Chronicle in the D'Amico oh, Ryan's first up. week? They're yeah. picking up, and uh, you, you gave me a little shout out on Twitter the other week, and yeah, uh, within man. that that's now a I have piece like you wrote. I have like fifty thousand followers now. It's oh, because of me? <laughs> really? No, because of Sean. Uh, yeah, he had forty nine uh, thousand eight <laughs> hundred. Uh, <laughs> it was a big pickup there, but um, no, just uh, on on that J.J. Watt deal, and um, you know you were talking about how. He's using the Texans in that kind of first person vein again. I mean, I didn't cover him. I came here last uh, uh, July of 2021, and uh, but I remember when they played the Cardinals. He had a big Zoom call with the reporters, and he still, whenever he was talking about the Texans and his time there, you could you could tell that he felt bad about what was going on with the Texans. Yeah. It's like that's my family. That's what happened, and he, he wasn't. He, it, it was sad for him. You could see yeah. like. It, it, I mean, he he had to go to the McNair's house to you know talk to them and you know ask for his release. Mm-hmm. So it's like these were very personal things for him in a city that he really cared about and a team that he really cared about. So yeah, and it to was, hear him talk it, about it all is um, like this way is another thing that goes back to just my impression from D'Amico Ryan's getting hired was that no one else could have brought that kind of reunion together. Yep.
4: Yeah, it was unfortunate. Um, it, it's funny because it seems like a lot of the things that players. Didn't like going on in the organization uh, at the time. It's a shame they couldn't have figured that out, you know, two or three years ago, uh, because then it could have. Maybe you would have. Uh, maybe would have. Maybe it would have been a more amicable or gracious departure by JJ. I'm guessing he wouldn't have finished with the Texans anyway, just because that's guys rarely finish with their original team. Some of the, you know, the the, the money and the. The timeline doesn't match up, but um, it's uh, it's it, it is. I'm surprised by how quickly so many former players now feel like oh, okay, cool, Tamiko's there, we're good. Yeah,
7: it's kind of like your all your buddies are telling you, um, yeah, you shouldn't be dating this person. You're like, no, nah. like all all your really close friends. And then all, all of a sudden, you're like, you know what? Um, that was probably the right decision. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. you know, drinking beers getting in a bar like five years later. You're like, remember that girl? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I was thinking, man. Remember you know, <laughs> that, so, I mean, that girl, Cully? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever but to- that is But, but a we lot really of like guys- your, your new girlfriend. She's <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah their,
4: friends, their friends start falling by the wayside, some of those guys yeah. that are dating that girl. But, um, yeah, it's not Cully. It's Easterby. Yeah. Um, yeah. Easterby's the floozy that basically I, everybody wondered just what the hell is this guy? Doing players are going to meetings with Bill O'Brien, and there's this weird, creepy looking bald dude there. Um, not you, Sean, it was uh, Jackie different, creepy looking, yeah, Brian. yeah, right, taking right, notes yeah. on everything. Yeah. And um, seeing
7: you in the building would be <laughs> hilarious. Like, a player's like, What is Sean
4: doing here? <laughs> Sean, Sean. Walka, walka. <laughs> Why is Sean taking notes for Bill O'Brien while I'm talking to him about my contract? This is weird, yeah, <laughs> that's
7: right, that's right.
3: Um, so it feels like, as far as filling out this staff for D'Amico Ryan's, yeah. um i you know, some, there've been some names on the defensive side of the ball over the last couple days. It feels like on the offensive side of the ball, the names came quick right after he got hired, and then it's kind of slowed down. Do you read anything into that? Do you feel like we're getting close to getting some announcements here pretty soon? I, th- I
7: think so. Next week would be kind of the uptick of that again. I mean, um, you could even see a situation where maybe some of the people on the Super Bowl teams right now might get a chance to get interviewed. It's a, it's a, it's a process like just how they did with the head coaching that took about what three weeks about that amount of time Um, and you've got D'Amico Ryans you definitely want to try and get your offensive staff together so you can uh, figure out what you want to do with um, I don't know just getting in terms of pursuing players and other sorts like that but even even if they don't bring someone immediately um, I think D'Amico Ryans and Nick Casario both have a sense of where they want to go offensively Um, and you can see some of the the names that have already kind of been in there you're like okay um, there's a certain kind of offense that overflows here um but yeah i mean uh, a lot of teams are still waiting for the super bowl to wrap up to just to even get head coaching slots filled so yeah. you know this um, yeah. you you can uh, it's, it's weird like the texans are like yeah at least they have their head coach here um but which has not been the case the last two cycles they've been no, the last one yeah. the, but was, both was, of that was before last year was before the super bowl too it was like right they were the last ones and it was during the senior bowl week um yeah. but which is kind of weird that other people haven't really figured that out yet and that kind of speaks to like the kind of candidates that are in the super bowl so it's kind of holding up everything else because i think even um i think even candidates to have interviews with other teams are kind of waiting to see if they're i don't know what what happens with these other guys and um i think i think that's something that probably picks up again next week
4: yeah, it almost feels like, and, and honestly, it's one of those things, I was thinking about this yesterday when I was listening to the J.J. Watt interview, where he knew he was going to retire for a good amount of time before he had announced it, and I think a lot of other people did, but it just, it never got officially announced. I don't maybe Schefter knew and just didn't want to go through the whole Tom Brady thing again. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a <laughs> lot of things that are known. Like, I think there's, there's a lot of things that are widely known in the league that don't get leaked because leaks tend to be intentional um or they like they give a writer permission to print it i feel like i feel like with some of these hires like the hay is already in the barn and they like you said they're waiting till the end of the super bowl and and then that'll be the end of it after all the the dominoes fall into place
7: yeah which will be fun to watch the super bowl i mean i'm um, I'm, I'm just going to come back here after a week and say that I was right. Look at this. I had the, uh, the predictions there. Well, what, uh, the, what is, what is your prediction? on I had, Super bowl? I had the Eagles to win okay. and then I had the, uh, the Andy Reid bowl, but, uh, okay. I don't know. So that's, uh, that, that, was, that's your, my that was
4: your prediction at the beginning of the year. No, it was last oh, week. Oh, I'm okay. just uh, La- oh, last, last, Before the <laughs> AFC takeout two coin flips, yeah, right? Hey. I called Not heads twice, that, and it was look, heads twice. Yeah. I think there are a lot of people that had Chiefs versus Eagles in the Super Bowl, um, probably. I had but, the well, Eagles in the Super Bowl. I had you
7: did that. at the beginning of the I season? I didn't have them winning, but I yeah. had them losing. I forget who, too.
3: Wow, at the beginning of the year, you had the Eagles winning the NFC?
7: I really liked the um, A.J. Brown trade. Yeah. You know, I liked, I uh, already, I mean... I like the offense, um, and I, I thought the defense had done really well last year. And um, I'm, I mean, really, honestly, I, I could go down and be like even more pat on my back. But really, sometimes it's just like, oh, you know, let's 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 go. Well, I don't think game. I I don't know anybody who saw
3: Jalen Hurts taking this kind of leap this year. I, second in the MVP vote, he did pre- he
7: did pretty well last year in terms of like the kind of offense that was around him, and really it was his passing that needed to open up. And you add. AJ Brown, like yeah. Brown, and it's like okay, now you have all those different kind of levels where someone can open up something else for someone else, and I don't know. We've kind of seen what that wrought, and um, you know, he, he, I wasn't surprised to see him get a little bit of the MVP share. Um, yeah, because you could have that old argument about like, all right, is it the most valuable to the team and all that? If you took him off, where would they be? Um, uh, obviously Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. after um, Tyreek Hill. Uh, getting traded to the Dolphins. I mean, he's he's shown that he can carry the load just like Tom Brady did with whatever wide receiver you throw in there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be interesting to we watch We got
3: a this. little taste with Hurts this year when he was out with a shoulder injury. That did not go well for the Philadelphia Eagles. No, it did so, so, there's there's that. What do you think the... You're picking the Eagles in this game this weekend. Yeah. What's the key matchup for you? Like, what's the... What's the I mean, it's a coin flip. The Eagles are a
7: point, point-and-a-half favorite. What's the difference in this game for you? Um, I, I really like... How the Eagles just get to the pass? I mean, yeah. having Hassan Reddick coming off the edge, um, we've seen Patrick Mahomes get under duress. Um, he obviously got hurt uh, for a little bit and came back, but that's that's the big thing for me. And the Eagles are just really just they just march down the field. They have they, they're so good at running the ball. They're so good at passing. Part of the reason I think the offensive line does so well is because it has so many. Um, weapons that they can use. I think about um, how in, when LSU in 2019, uh, their offensive line had done really poorly the year before. And it was a lot because of how limited the offense was with like so many tight ends, running backs back to block, or whatever else. You start adding pieces like the Eagles did, then just everything starts to, to work. Yeah, And uh, I just think their offense runs so much more smoothly than I think their defense is that much more aggressive and successful at, at getting to the passer.
4: Um, so the Texans hire former San Francisco 49ers chief of staff, Nick Cray, to be their new and I think first ever chief of staff to, to be, what the hell's a chief of staff?
7: Yeah. Um, (laughs) it's, you know, you, you're, you're basically putting someone in a position to, um, I don't know, manage some other parts of your, um, I don't know. It's, it's a workflow type of job. And is this, is this, is
3: this this the Easterby replacement? Could it be uh, like in some ways, like some facets of that part of the listening? Like I, I, I don't even say, I don't you, know what it is. I wouldn't yeah.
7: even be able to tell you because that role used to be had was so enigmatic that you it just leaked into every part. of Yeah, it's obviously not
3: an executive course. vice president, but right. I'm just wondering if some of the facets of of the organization maybe roll up to that. To that right. person. I
7: think by the end uh, there were a lot. There were very few coaches who were listening to what Jack was telling them. Yeah. To. yeah. So chief of staff is maybe a little bit more um amicable in that process
3: okay this so, we know he was the one carrying the boom box in those uh field entrances back in the postseason a
4: couple years ago right. Nick Cray was he had the big yeah. boom box on his shoulder so
7: bringing the boom box to Houston
3: his last name is Cray that's awesome yeah. <laughs>
4: like the computer his yeah. uh his father's first cousin is former Denver Broncos coach Mike Shanahan so ah he's, his uh, father's first cousin his father's first does that make him a first cousin once removed or a second cousin? make
7: shanahan his uncle right
4: it's uh it's, i don't think so, so is he
7: still part of Shanistan, or is it is that <sighs> too far removed
4: i think that's too. we don't know if they like did they is this something they found out like later like after they already knew each other or something i don't know um uh you did a yeah 23 well,
7: and me and it turns out that yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm in line to inherit 36% Shanahan. Something yeah. from this guy. Oh, He shows um, up, you know, um, I'm, I was going to get morbid a bit, but, like, 20 years later, he's just like, hey. So uh shows up at the family gathering yeah they're like who's this guy yeah. right
3: right certificate no it doesn't I yeah, yeah. I had him I had cousins mixed up with brothers there um nothing like family tree like talk on my the...
4: family reunions <laughs> things got crazy at night. I am shocked you haven't Just made an Indiana of... <laughs> joke in the last 30 seconds <laughs> are you my brother not tonight I'm not <laughs> <laughs> oh boy <laughs> so
7: Brooks what do you got going on in the uh, Chronicle this weekend well we're gonna do our first rounds of mock drafts and uh, we're gonna try to do it a little bit differently not uh, not on our first primary one but later on just uh because this is a huge draft for the Texans huge, and there are a lot of things that could happen because they have that number two overall pick and uh there are a lot of teams that uh need some similar things that the Texans do and uh there are some pretty applicable situations that you can kind of already piece out before they even start evaluating so mock draft this weekend This weekend. Okay, so
3: you will be the... Seth and I are doing a mock draft a day at 740. That's our thing. We call it a mock draft injection each day.
7: So you do... All 32?
3: No, 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 no. We're picking somebody's mock draft, like an expert's mock draft, and just seeing who they chose for the Texans. Okay. Monday, yeah, no,
4: yeah, we're not going through a mock no, draft. Like no, no, no. Uh, we're just yeah, looking and seeing picking. what the
3: experts are saying about the Texans. Monday, <laughs> okay. I say all this to say Monday, you will be that expert. We're going to do Great. the Brooks-Cabina mock Let's draft on Monday.
7: tear my list apart. I remember last year I got... Well, just get it right, and we I got, won't have to do that. <laughs> I got I got the number one overall pick right, and I was like kind of... And then, uh, and then I got the first two, and I was like, "Hey, look at this!" Yeah. And then I looked like an idiot because the Texans went three. And I what did, did you I have them taking? I had a, I think I might have had a I- I- Okay, I mean, a lot but of people did. I well, because they didn't um pick up the fifth year option for Titus Hour until after the draft. That's right. That's so right. that was the big key for me. I was like, okay, well, they haven't done that yet. So yeah. They want to do it. and a then tell. And I, and I think I had in one of my mocks Derek Stingley at twelve. Oh, okay. And they, they pick him there. Yeah. So. Well, there kind you go. Of, kind of half right. We'll
3: keep we'll keep an eye out for that this weekend. Brooks Cabina, get him on Twitter at B Cabina, K-U-B-E-N-A. Brooks, we appreciate the time, as always.
7: Absolutely. Enjoy the Super Bowl. All
3: right, thanks. Good stuff. Brooks Cabina, Houston Chronicle, joining us in studio on Fridays, as he does each and every week. We'll do headlines in the next segment. A lot to get to with... Uh, the awards last night for the NFL. Dana Brown, the GM of the Astros, spoke. We'll get to that. There were some Rockets trades. John Walls back in our lives, at least on paper. We'll get to all of that next.
1: Live from the Twin Peaks Studios, Sports Radio Six Ten presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, um,
3: our little uh, mock draft B twelve shot that we do at around seven forty each day. We're going to do this just to see what the experts yep. are saying about the Houston Texans. People love the mock drafts, man. There's just it, no denying it.
4: It did sound the way uh, the way we had phrased it. I guess it, it sounded like to Brooks like we were going to like sit we were going to conduct one. Draft, yeah, which, which would be just awful. <laughs> that would just That'd be, be bad <laughs> radio. That would be awful. That would yeah. be a stupid thing to do. We won't yep. we won't subject you guys to that. We might do a 4-hour podcast on it after this, but We could. We yeah. could. It'd
3: be fun. Um I think if there's alcohol. Um so uh, this is this mock draft we're doing right here. So this time each day as we lead up to I would say the most important draft in the history of the Texans, right? They need a quarterback. It looks like they could draft one. Plus yeah. they have a pick from the Deshaun Watson trade and they have a roster that needs a lot of good young talent still. This is a cbssports.com mock draft done by Chris Trapasso, who is one of their football writers and draft experts, and he's got a very interesting mock draft. I will say this. He has the Colts moving up to number 1.
4: You son of a...
3: And drafting Will Levis. Will Levis with the number 1 overall pick. So the uh, Texans, if the Texans are of the same mind as their fan base, would be very happy about this development because Bryce Young would still be there, but... Who does Chris Trapasso have the Texans taking with the number two pick? Let's reveal with the number two pick and Chris Trapasso, CBSSports.com mock draft that Houston Texans select Bryce Young, quarterback, Alabama. Here's the comment, Seth: The Texans upgrade the quarterback position in a big way with Young, who has all the improvisational brilliance to succeed in today's NFL.
4: Yes, the improvisational brilliance. Yes. Which uh, used to be a dirty word, a guy that would improvise. Yeah. Right? The question yeah. is, okay, can he improvise yet also play within scheme? I think he. I don't think anybody worries about that. Um, I think that, actually being coached by Bill O'Brien, believe it or not, I know everybody. That's uh, actually going to be viewed as a positive by a lot of people, and because uh, look, O'Brien coaches his guys hard. I think O'Brien puts a lot on the quarterback's plate mentally and guys that can't handle that are kind of going to wilt underneath all of it and and get performances like, I don't know, Ryan Mallett or somebody. Um, so that part of it, I I think his improvisational ability is less of a detriment to him than it was to, say, Pat Mahomes. Because Pat yeah. Mahomes, it would come with a lot of interceptions, too. Yep. You know, like, Pat Mahomes, or, there were a lot of question marks about Pat Mahomes. Obviously, his arm talent was never in question, but there were a lot of other question marks. I think with Bryce Young, they look at him as more of a uh, a polished, like, from the neck up, he's more polished. He's, uh, he's just, he understands more about, like, probably what it's going to take to advance to the next level than a guy like Pat Mahomes did at the time.
3: Yeah, Texan fans, I don't know if they're going to want to hear this, but, um, but Bryce Young, this is from Greg Cosell, who's with NFL Films, film guru, um, he's gotten to know Bryce Young a little bit. Guess who Bryce Young is a big, big fan of?
0: I'm very anxious to see Mac Jones with Bill O'Brien this year. I, I, I know I've gotten to know Bryce Young a little bit, and he raves about Bill O'Brien, raves about him. What's he like about Bill? Just loves everything about the way he teaches the position, coaches the position. He said he's hard, but he's fair. He teaches it. I mean, and Bryce Young, I don't know if you ever got a chance to meet Not Bryce yet. Young. He's as great a kid as there is. And and he's a kid that wants to be coach, but Mac Jones would strike me as that. I don't know Mac Jones. Yeah.
3: All right, so that was uh, yeah, that was great, Coach. So, but, but this just in too, Seth. Deshaun Watson liked playing for Bill O'Brien,
4: right? Well, and and this is where it's interesting with O'Brien is I wonder if in college, just by necessity, you have to scale things back. You don't mm. have as much time with the players. The mm-hmm. players don't have as much time themselves to to do to really dive into all the nuances of the things that it, a Tom Brady offense does. So I wonder if with O'Brien and Bryce Young, he was able to kind of just keep it to, okay, what's really essential? And, and, and I think with O'Brien, a lot of times, his one of his blind spots or his pitfalls that he has to watch out for is that he's, he's got a desire to make things more complex than they need to be sometimes. Um, it's ideal. It's awesome if you get a Tom Brady out there painting a masterpiece, but... You can't always, you can't do that without years and years and years of getting to that spot. So, uh, O'Brien might have been very, very good for Bryce Young. It, it doesn't do anything. O'Brien did not pack 20 pounds of, uh, like lean mass onto Bryce Young's frame, unfortunately. So that's still the big question is just his body weight and size.
3: Yeah. No, I, th- I thought that was good audio just because I do think there's this perception by some Texan fans about Bryce Young that somehow being coached by Bill O'Brien. Like, there's some who inflate Bryce Young. Like, boy, he won a Heisman, and he had Bill O'Brien coaching him. He's got to be yeah, amazing. Yeah. Like, no, they had a pretty good working relationship. O'Brien's not the dummy that everybody thinks he is here. He's,
4: he's a, Ryan Fitzpatrick credits Bill O'Brien yeah. with kind of giving him that second career, really. Like, yep. he, was a, he was a different guy after he left here. So, yeah, like, he's a very good teacher in some respects um and which is different than being an actual offensive coordinator but but he's or a general manager let's say yeah yeah yeah, (laughs) especially a general manager yeah
3: uh let's do the 12th pick here on chris chapasso's cbssports.com mock draft the houston texans with the 12th pick select jordan addison wide receiver usc addison can either learn lots from the sim oh boy Addison can either learn lots from the similarly sized Brandon Cooks in year one. <laughs> yeah, this
4: guy's really paying attention. Or right? act as his instant <laughs> replacement
3: with young. Oh, there you go. With young okay. and Addison, this is a quality first round haul for Houston. No, I, I look. I know we roll our eyes at the notion of Brandon Cooks being any sort of mentor to anybody in the building yeah. right now. I still think there's a percentage chance, not a decent percentage, not the favorite. I don't think, but. I, I still think I think the hiring of D'Amico Ryan's increased the chances he's back with the Texans next year.
4: I think they increased the chances for sure that not only is he back with the Texans in the spring, but that he gets traded before the trade deadline in the fall. I think that there there might be that might be the best avenue for the Texans to get the most draft capital for Brandon Cooks because then also you know what I, I mean. You don't want you don't want to pack it in earlier than you have to for draft picks if the Texans might have some kind of a turnaround or an impressive performance this year. And if you, have a, if, you have a, if you do draft Bryce Young or somebody like that, if if Brandon Cooks is on board, then yeah, as many veteran-wide receivers as possible is good for Bryce Young. The thing that I worry and wonder about is, okay, if D'Amico Ryans is going to, let's say they hire Slowick from the San Francisco 49ers, mm-hmm. That version of the Coop Shanahan offense does not really have a spot for a small shifty speedy slot receiver. Right. And Jordan Addison weighs 175 pounds. Yep. I don't need to see I don't need to see Bryce Young throwing to Jordan Addison. <laughs> Neither one of them. If you put both of those guys on one side of a teeter-totter and Trent Williams the offensive tackle on oh. the other side, Trent Williams is is flying those two off. Yes, either, they just you know?
3: jettisoned hundred feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So
4: I think that in this mock draft, Quentin Johnston is still available, yep. and he is just a big old beast of Cross. a wide receiver that is everything that I would think that Slowick or some other Kubiashvili coach would want. Yeah, and I would be surprised if they took Quentin Johnson instead of Jordan Addison. Now, the other the other little wrinkle in is, okay, yeah, but, you know, Nick spent 20 years in New England and maybe he convinces D'Amico of the the asset that a, a Julian Edelman or a Wes Walker can be.
3: Okay, yeah. They're going to marry their two systems and we'll see yeah. what happens with all this, yeah.
4: It's worth mentioning, too, that Chip Kelly loves – Big slot receivers. Yep. He was uh that and that was another coach that D'Amico referenced that you know he learned under. Yep,
3: he's an influence, no doubt. Yeah. Um by the way, we got uh multiple people texting in and Brooks Cabina himself showed this to me during the break. When we were talking about Danny Kellington, the trainer for the Bills getting a fifth place vote for the yeah. on field MVP. Like a trainer yeah. got a vote. And when you look at it, you go, Why okay, what is this? And if you recall, DeMar Hamlin, cardiac arrest incident, Danny Kellington was crucial to making sure Demar Hamlin survived. I don't want to minimize that, obviously, but like the, voting a trainer with a fifth place vote for the MVP is a little much for me. I don't know. maybe I'm a hardo. Um, but um, so multiple people texting that in and a couple people making the very good point. I'll just pick coach middle screen's text off the top here on the trailer wheel and frame text page.
2: Frame.
0: If you're gonna
3: say a guy who gave life-saving CPR, is the most valuable. You can't give him fifth most valuable. You can't go Lifesaver and then give him a fifth place vote. That's true.
4: That's, uh, this is one of those things. You ever you ever get named? it was somebody for-
3: more important than DeMar Hamlin, he would have been top three. You know?
4: <laughs> okay. Now, okay. I, I thought about this during the break. Are we being jerks here? Because... Uh, there is, maybe Susie Colbert was just thinking, all right, look, it'll be a nice little thing for him to tell his grandkids or something. He's going to have a, he'll have this up on his wall that nope. he was, uh, no, I I tried to play devil's advocate on this, and I don't, the, the guy's gotten plenty of recognition. Uh, you know, if I wanted to, if I wanted to out White Knight Susie Colbert, I would say, hey, Susie, why didn't you nominate? Every paramedic who's ever saved a yes, life oh, Yes. Or every athletic trainer who's right. ever done anything like this. How come it's just the one that does it to the professional athlete mm-hmm. that gets the recognition? Think of the children, damn it. Or just think of the children. She yeah. should be
3: using her platform. To campaign to create a Denny Kellington Award for NFL honors every year.
4: Why are people not talking about more important things all the time every day? Right. That's the whole, you've just, you've just chosen to inject yourself into some (laughs) random situation and act like somehow you're the noble one because, oh wait, I just randomly decided to, uh, say, like, act like I, I understand the perspective of life better than anybody else. (laughs) You know, like, like at any point. She should be calling in sports radio shows daily. You'd be like, "How come you guys aren't talking about Danny Kellington? Right? I, right. Have you guys forgotten what really matters in this life? This <laughs> is like whenever anything important happens in the world, I always like I just wait for somebody to 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 text in or DM me or something about my to my sports radio show. You'd be like, "Hey." How come you guys aren't talking about what's really important? Because we're a sports radio show. <laughs> How come you're not feeding your kids right this moment? Like, you're calling in to complain to a sports radio show. How come you're not washing some some homeless person's right. feet, you selfish son of a bitch? Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh-huh. Susie Colbert, this is her problem. This is her problem. This happens. It happens sometimes in sports. Yeah. People forget that. They're in sports media. Right. Um, And they don't, they they can't come to terms with the fact that, yeah, we're all playing a game here. Like, it's all stupid. It's all frivolous. None of it actually matters. So don't just try to act noble by scratching a little little name on a piece of paper at some point and screwing up the whole
3: award. That's right. That's right. Yeah.
4: Yes, this fifth place vote ruined everything.
3: Screw screwed, Sean. It screwed it all screwed up. Screwed the integrity. Everything is lost now. Screwed to the integrity. The award means nothing.
4: Pat Holmes sits on a throne of lies. That's
3: it. That's it. Now the most prestigious award is, of course, the golden scepter for the angry run of the year.
4: Who did she vote for for uh, Angry Run of the Year? Danny Kellington. A, when he yeah. ran out onto the field to save
3: DeMar Hamlin's life, he plowed over three people to do it.
4: <laughs> She's just going to start God. nominating him dead. You
3: could really make us out to be jerks right now, but I feel strongly <laughs> about this.
4: Oh, <laughs> they can all go die. That's right. Except for DeMar Tell Hamlin. Tell him. Give it Danny to him, Kellington. Ben. Go, go die. die, everybody. Right, thank you. Now, now when Danny Kellington's around. No, that's right. That's right. He'll make sure it doesn't happen. Oh, boy. We see, better... See what Susie Colbert did to him? This is the kind of like when your mom tries to it's like if your mom's trying to recommend you as a date for some girl and you're like mom just shut (laughs) up yeah yeah you know who you should you know who you should talk to my son sean he's a
3: perfect gentleman
4: (laughs) i'm told he's a gentle lover (laughs) Like, mom shut up (laughs) he's
3: very generous very